0: Primary ignition. This is
1: Star Wars. Look
0: out. Core World. News. You may fire when ready. From the bowels of the Death Star, I'm Rex Kondak,
2: and this is Core World News, your Star Wars newscast for in-depth coverage and analysis of the latest stories from around the galaxy. Join the discussion every week by sending your comments, theories, and questions to at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Here is your news segment rundown, April 24th, 2019. Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. There's only one game. Reading Raptime and Into the Holocron. But first, J.J. Abrams reveals he and his co-writer Chris Terrio met with George Lucas before writing the script for The Rise of Skyrim. Now for Ben, Grant, and Adam to discuss.
3: Nice. Thanks very much, Grex. Yeah. Um, hey, so Lucas back in the fold a little sooner than we thought, eh?
2: Yeah, there's even rumors yeah. that he, he possibly directed a scene in this movie. So wow. that's also something to add.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And it makes sense. I mean, this is the last of of, of his saga that he created, right? And directed four out of them. So why not get him in to, to put a bow on the whole thing?
3: Yeah, and it's so like, it always warms my heart to know, like he's been doing these drop-ins on everybody. He did them to uh uh even Benioff and Weiss. Um, on the the set of Game of Thrones, and actually, just you know, uh, I heard he directed a scene there, but uh, he was probably just checking in to be like, Hey, heard you guys are gonna be making some Star Wars movies, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it's like always cool. So, like, yeah, it's great to know that he's got his thumbprint on this movie, and I and just like so cool at JJ to do that. And you know, Kathleen, uh, Kathy Kennedy, and like all Lucasfilm to just be like, Hey, this is you know, this is your thing, and bring you know, put your arms around that guy for heaven's sake, yeah. Um, yeah, really cool.
2: Yeah, he might even be wondering what they're gonna do with Bran. Like that character seems very magical and mystical.
3: Yeah,
0: and I'm sure they're sharing notes about that character. And,
2: yeah, yeah that's all. a
0: that's a good call. That would be Lucas's favorite character in that show.
3: <laughs> <It> <laughs> would yeah. be. Um, awesome, man. Well, that's really great. So yeah, yeah. I guess that's that awesome. gives
0: that gives me so much
2: hope and like to for this film. You know, I, like I just I'm so excited that he's involved and to the degree he is, and that they consulted him before writing the script. And that, you know, he was on, he was on set and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's such good news to hear.
0: It's, it's going to be an amazing year for ending sagas, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, we're taping two days before end game and the early reviews are out and I haven't read a lot. because I don't want to think spoiled, but gushing seems to be the term for the reviews. Oh, great. Of the movie. great. So I feel like that's, that's going to set me right for the next, you know, seven months or whatever.
3: Yeah. Until game of Thrones end and then you'll get, and then yep. Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. What a year this is a 19 but um yeah cool to know that um lucas is there and yeah, uh, yeah gives me warm and fuzzies yeah and the rumor
2: i heard uh or read should i say uh was that he directed a scene in which there's a, uh, i guess a kind of like pivotal moment where there where a new force abilities explored and it will change our perception of star wars itself hmm. so that's pretty crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's but then scary. again just a rumor just a rumor at the it's same time dumb.
0: Yeah. But also, this is our segment where we talk about the comics. Um, we do so every week, uh, and what a week we had! Um, it's it's a heavy one. We got three comics that came out today, um, and I guess we should keep that in mind, guys. Right? We're taping on Wednesdays. It's going to drop tomorrow, so we can talk about how much we want to spoil and not in this discussion. Um, but uh, let's see. We had. Uh, Vader, Dark Visions number three, Galaxy's Edge number one, and Doctor Afra number thirty-one. Um, why don't we? My vote would be let's do it in the reverse order I've just said. Let's start with Doctor Afra. Let's
1: do it um, because
0: sure. I have the least to say about this, and the reason why I have the least to say about this is it is uh, worst among equals part six. It's the last part of the series, so I don't want to spoil it too much for people who you know haven't had a chance to read it yet. It just came out today. Um, but that was brought to you by Spurrier, Lazio, and Brocardo, Rosenberg, Karamanga, and Witter. Um, yeah, maybe we can just talk yeah. about the beginning, yeah. maybe like yeah, the first general. act of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so um,
2: yeah. You go ahead, go you, uh, hey. No, just saying that the uh, well, last time we left off, I think Triple Zero had uh, initiated the bomb sequence, and it was just it was just super tense. We ended the last issue, and now we're starting this issue. issue with the uh, the bomb now beeping and, and, and counting down and um and it's just fascinating how they get out of that situation i don't want to spoil it because it's so cool how they get out of it it's just a kind of a new character comes in the scene and uh and people want to read to fi- find out who that is yeah and uh, not a new character should i say but uh, someone someone you everyone knows third yeah. but um yeah. uh, but there's also there is a new speaking of new characters there is a fun new character in this issue and it does play to the, the Acolytes of the Beyond, which I did not see coming. And yeah. I was so excited to see that kind of material in this comic. I was like, wow, this is awesome. We're finally getting into some Dark Lord mysticism again. I, I know Dr. Aphra started there. Let's go back to there. So I'm really excited you, about that. Can
3: you remind me who the Acolytes of the Beyond are?
2: They're just like the followers of Palpatine. They're kind of like the his constituents yeah. that are hanging around his throne room.
3: Yeah. Oh, really? Like like you, you and... Yeah, uh, yeah. Gallius Rex, like that. His cadre. Well, yeah.
2: Uptashu definitely. Gallius Rex. I, I don't. I don't know if he'd be considered an acolyte of Beyond, but definitely Uptashi.
3: Okay. So, yeah. like, force people. Okay. They wear purple
2: robes, oftentimes, and, and big headdresses. <laughs> right. Yeah. Things like that.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's interesting they they we get a, a shot of them towards the end of the issue um and I, I'll say this because doesn't really give away plot points at all but there's a group of what about eight of them standing in front of, of the emperor's throne <laughs> yeah um and I'll just I'm gonna I'm gonna put te- I'm gonna put grant <laughs> on the spot we got a text yeah. earlier uh today from Grant yeah. uh before I had a chance to read it Grant what did that text say
2: well they all look very tall and smelt and uh, mm-hmm. gangly and I was like they, these there are eight There are eight possible Snokes in that room.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
2: Like, honestly, if you want to just speculate about who Snoke is, it's very possible that he was just one of, you know, uh, one of the many uh, members of the Acolytes of Beyond, so.
0: If he's in that room, he's the third one from the right. (laughs) Because he has the exact hand motions of of Snoke. Interesting.
3: So is it just sort of, like, at a distance, so you, like, can't really make them out?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I see that
2: guy. Totally.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Put him in, like, gold The big lightsaber the gold in his trim. head.
2: The gold trim. Yeah. But the beard. That's a righteous beard. That yeah. is a He has yeah. a strong beard game. Wow. Yeah. Um, huh. Very, very cool um, second to last panel there where you see a lot of those accolades to be on. So, yeah. really, really fun issue. And I definitely don't want to spoil how it all comes to an end. So, I, I don't know if there's much else to talk about.
0: Yeah, very satisfying. I mean, Spurrier always knows how to pull uh kind of all the threads together. And, and this... And and he's really good at having so many threads and so many characters, ducking and weaving in and out of a story, and it making complete sense because all those characters that have been we've been seeing in the past uh, five issues of the series, like Win, Loss, and Knock, and Ta- Tam Pazla, and BT, and and uh, uh, B Three, and then uh, and um, uh, 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 who am I also thinking of? Oh, uh, Doctor Cornelius, um, Yeah,
3: Yeah, yeah. They all just uh, kind of come back. Yep. Ponda Baba.
0: Ponda Baba's there, Ponda Baba, and yeah. they all come back in such a perfect way and, and just get a nice, clear, wrapped-up ending, and I'm just excited to see where they go next.
1: Well,
2: yeah. we have... well, what's so interesting is I didn't really think, didn't catch this before, but um, I guess that, um, that, I don't know who it was. It was an officer who serves in the Ministry of Propaganda or something like that, That Imperial yeah. officer from the last issue. He was wearing a purple cap, so he's definitely tied to the Aklets of Beyond, and it seems like they're in charge of propaganda for the Empire. And you're seeing the repercussions mm. of of the broadcast that Doctor Evazan's um, transmitting uh, around uh, Milvane. And I right. guess, is it is it is it beyond Milvane? Is it going to the rest of the galaxies or just isolated to Milvane? I
0: think it's broadcast? just I think it's just Milvane. If I remember okay. earlier issues, I think that's all right. that it is. Yeah, Logo which kind of connects to the story. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then she's like, she's like, three years of martial law and, and enhanced propaganda will fix this or something like yes. that. I forget yeah. what she said, but something like that. It's fun. Uh,
3: yeah. That's really funny. You know, I, I read a quote from um, um, I can't, uh, Finn um, John Boyega today, and he oh, said yeah? uh, he, also, he said that he he doesn't think that Finn's coming back. He's like, I think I honestly in my heart feel like you've seen the last of Finn, despite Kathleen and you know previous week saying you know, we might see some of these characters again in later things. Um, sure. But he uh, he also said, you're going to get all your answers, um, all your questions answered. Yeah. So I wonder. I'm, I don't know your Snoke things just uh, rattling around in the old noodle. And, uh, I mean, it, it <laughs> well, makes a lot of it makes a lot of sense if like he just had one of his acolytes stashed and he just stepped up, you know.
0: Well, and I'll add to that, because we know that they that the different arms of Lucasfilm and and, and Disney talk, right? Because we know from yeah. Celebration. Exactly. Synergy <laughs> at its best. Because we saw that they put the second sister into Darth Vader, specifically because she was going to show up in in uh, the video game. The yeah, Gen- Fallen Order. Fallen Order. That's right. right? Yeah. So, and and there's a couple things in the Master and Apprentice, which we'll talk about later that I feel are are... Um, possibly hinting at things that could happen in nine even so yeah
1: oh, we'll definitely. talk about that There's later on in the oh, pod yeah.
3: we're gonna spend yeah. most of our time on uh on yeah. that book on master and apprentice yeah,
0: so uh, stay yeah. tuned so, on that note let's let's move through the next two comics so we can get to the yeah. get to the book yes yeah. oh, okay okay yeah, great
2: uh, oh so sorry but while we're on the comics i did want to mention that the the Age of Resistance comic uh, villains uh, edition issue is uh, for November two thousand nineteen. Does feature Snoke on the cover, so we could learn a bit more about Ooh. Snoke just before the Rise of Skywalker drops and releases yes. in theaters. And so yep. that that's wow. probably the perfect time to learn a little bit more about Snoke.
0: Yeah, yeah. those are going to be real interesting comics to read. Yeah, yeah,
3: it'd be I great see. if they gave
0: comic readers like a little mm-hmm. nugget for everybody else. I hope so. Yeah, yeah.
3: cool.
0: Um, all right, let's talk about Galaxy's Edge number one. Sure. Um, God says number one, baiting the hook by sacks, uh, sliny Sanchez, Alamara and Lantham. Um, again, you know, uh, just came out today. Obviously this is a companion piece to the Disney parks that are opening synergy.
1: Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but we get our first look in, in, in doc Ondor's uh, den of antiquities. Mm. Um, and we get a, a, Han and Chewie story. Um, and really, you know, we had texted a little bit about before. sport. It's just a fun ride. Like it's, it's a lighter comic. There's not a lot uh, at stake here. Um, but I'll tell you, the one thing I thought when reading this is I think we had come up like maybe it was like the third or fourth episode that we taped. We had ideas for TV shows. Remember that when they we knew they were going to make <laughs> okay. uh, Disney shows, and we all to come in with our pitches.
1: Oh yeah, and oh, yeah.
0: I, I pitched a uh, anthology series that follows Luke's lightsaber around. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to pitch that so now. I want an anthology series set in. Uh, Doc Ondor's Denim Antiquities. In each episode, we we follow a different antiquity. The story of oh, that antiquity. That's uh, sign me up, dude. That sounds yeah. awesome. Basically, yeah. I'm stealing the Friday the Thirteenth the the <laughs> series, uh, the TV show
1: <laughs> plot,
0: but yeah. making it Star Wars. So uh, that's what I want because we get some fun, uh, some fun action with Han and Chewie and Baby Starlax. Yeah. All right.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was thinking we'd get more immersed in Black Spire in this issue, but yeah. it just turned out to be this kind of fun romp with Han and Chewie and, and capturing a, a baby Sarlacc, and yeah. and believe it or not, people, baby Sarlaccs can jump out of the sand and uh, go airborne and chase yeah. you down. So pretty scary. Yeah.
0: Oh, frightening. Thanks. Yeah, they're um, pretty. They're pretty grotesque.
2: Yeah, they're really creepy. It's weird to see their arms and legs, like they. Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: Or maybe just legs. I'm not too sure, but yeah, their limbs.
0: Both, yeah, it's got, it's got limbs. limbs. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'll mention about it that I thought was fun is we actually get to see, um, uh, what was I gonna say? We get to see a Claudite, uh, like Zam uh, Wessel, um, at the very beginning oh. of the Cool, yeah, yeah. So that was fun to see that character, but um, a otherwise, changeling, a changeling,
1: yes,
2: yeah. It was cool. Maybe we should talk about these characters real quick because they could come into play when we go to the park, like, they, these characters could be around the park or we could hear yeah. about them. Um, so the first character that I saw that we're introduced to is Lieutenant Agnon. He seems mm-hmm. to be like the first Order lieutenant that's, uh, I guess, patrolling Batu, and he kind of looks down on the people of Batu and calls them, you know, Batu and rats. And he's just kind of this terrible guy. And he looks to have like black eyes. Like I don't, I don't know if you yeah. just saw the image, but it looks like he just, just. Yes. I don't know if he doesn't have eyes or his eyes are turned black, but. Yeah, so it's kind of odd. Looks like Tony Stark with black eyes. Very. Odd. I
0: think I was looking through it. Huh. I think that's the artist more than him, because even Han has black eyes later. Okay, in okay. It. I think it's, it's just a, cho- a choice. But I but it is very menacing. It's interesting.
1: Um,
0: yeah. And in the first panel, like it's just it's showing uh, the streets of Batu, and it says Black Spire Outpost Batu now. So to me, the way I read that is this is what this should look like when we go there, right? Like yeah. that's current. And if if so, there are Gamorians walking around, there's a Tordarian in the background. Yeah, there are yes, droids please. walking around. Honestly,
1: Ronto, Tordarian.
0: That'd be well surprising. I won't I won't make this into their uh more mouse uh than man um segment, but there at the very beginning, a droid offers uh one of our characters kind inter- of inter- interest interests you in a juicy Ronto wrap,
1: <laughs> um, which
0: is a real food that they're going to be serving there. So if That's I so go awesome. and a droid doesn't offer me a Ronto wrap, I want my money back. I have notes. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. It just looks so, like a taco. It's a taco. <laughs> <laughs> it
3: so are Han and Chewy older then?
0: So, yeah, like, no, because it Han? flashes back.
3: Uh, so basically
0: okay. what, what we get is that the characters who are smugglers who are trying to work for Doc Ondor notice this baby Sarlacc and uh, comment on it. And then it flashes back to how we got that, uh, or cool. how they got that. So got it, got yeah. it. cool. And, yeah, so that was fun. Like, you know, you know, I'm glad it's only five series. I don't know if you could sustain an entire series on this, but uh, it'll be fun to see kind of where they go. And looks like we make a grito um, in in the next bit, issue. Really cool. Yeah, obviously it's it. going to be a flashback, I would think. But
1: yeah, yeah.
3: yeah
2: um yeah and these three like smugglers at the center of the story are, are named remix is the shapeshifter uh kendo and and waro who looks like an aqualish but just ripped like he is just yeah. ripped <laughs> he's like hulk aqualish
0: it's pretty awesome yeah i like it
1: um, uh, cool. all right
0: should we talk about dark visions number three yes <sighs> i guess we have to okay yeah. um <laughs> oh, dark Visions number three tall dark and handsome by Hopeless, Lopez, Pina, Vicente, Caramanga, and Smallwood.
1: Oh, uh,
0: man. <laughs> who wants to go? Who wants to
3: take it? I'll, I'll, I didn't talk about any of the other ones. I don't know. Because I, I didn't read them. Um, I was really looking forward to this one. I, I sort of like the series. It's very, like, it's whimsical. It's, it's meant to be points of view. Like other people's points of view of Darth yeah. Vader, how much they bury and, you know, what really builds the myth of him. And um, they're supposed to be stylized and crazy. And this is no exception. It was sort yes. of when I saw advertisements of it, it was like pitched as like, oh, this might be like, you know, to put it in a modern terms, um, 50 shades of gray Darth Vader. Because there's a, a woman who is, a, you know, a medical assistant that has a crush on Darth Vader. But um, it wasn't really that.
0: No, it was not. <laughs> no, because that's two consenting adults, and this is a... Yeah. Yeah, not. This is yeah. like...
3: It, I loved the art. I thought it was beautiful. Like, I would yeah. love art blown up and, like, put on my wall somewhere. Mm-hmm. It would be amazing. It looks to me like this sort of mid-century modern, like, illustrations that would accompany, you know, like a um, uh, a car advertisement or a cigarette ad. Like, these really... they're You know... Yeah. I don't know, yeah. it's very stylized. It's it has special. a It look to it.
0: Especially when it goes into her fantasy, like those yeah. are like beautiful, like almost like watercolor the, paintings, yeah. yeah. That's
3: really what I, yeah, cuz the rest of it is sort of straightforward, but you're right. It's it's really her fantasies they they go into and do um and do that. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah,
2: like I don't mind following this character like swooning over Darth Vader, but then it gets sure. like it just gets a little violent and there's kind of this mis- mismatched tone of like kind of cartoonish art and then Really, really, really dark subject matter, and I'm just like, I was just like, I just, so, I just because the ending could have been handled so differently, in my yeah. opinion. But I did like the, yeah. Let's like, just talk about
1: it let's yeah, spoil it because like,
0: let's not talk about it without talking about the ending because that's the yeah. major. There's some, there's other issues in this, problems yeah. with this, but this is the biggest issue with yeah. the issue.
3: If you're reading yeah. comics, like, just I mean, you're gonna read it anyways, and if you don't, like, you should be informed about what happened here because it was like it fell on its face. sort of in the last page um so it like yeah so just to finish it off so she's she's swooning she's essentially collecting like fingernails like she's like she's getting a little she's obsessed she collects pieces yeah Yeah. it's her job to clean up the floor after like the doctor sort of puts him back together every time he comes back from a battle which was very cool because you get like he just keeps throwing himself into battles and comes back like mashed up and then like you know which is that's awesome um, but mm-hmm. so she's collecting all these like robotic pieces of him that sort of get tossed to the wayside because she just, she's infatuated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, then she gets caught stealing his cape and then, you know, it goes away. And then she decides to confront Vader in his egg. We'll say egg um, yep. for reasons that will be explained later. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sir. Yep. Um, right. And uh, he, you know she's she like totally obsessed, fan, you know, addresses him and how much you know, like you don't have to be lonely anymore because I'm here and he kills her. And, um, anyone want to take the last part?
0: <laughs> sure, I'll just do it since I'm the guy who does the comics. Yeah. Like, this is my fault. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks, says, Adam. <laughs> Vader says, Darth Vader the bridge, uh, come get this garbage out of my quarters.
3: Yeah, oh boy.
0: Um, yeah, you know, I, I would say this would be, you know. Um, ill-conceived even without that last line but man that last mm-hmm. line takes it to another level that was just i like i was texting at the guys and i just heard like read the freaking room dude like yeah. like yeah man how do you write this and how do they like, how does everyone else read this and and how does the story group look at this and go okay cool
2: you know and no one yeah. says
0: this might be problematic
2: especially know. when there's such there's such a there's such a huge swath of fans that are like Reylo women shippers who want to like see Ray <laughs> yeah. and Kylo get together yeah. and they they worship Kylo Ren and it's all over Twitter and it's it's everywhere it's just proliferating Star Wars yeah. fandom right now it's like how can you not read that room like that's yeah. crazy to me and- and at the same time, I see like, there, there could be a totally different ending where she yeah. just has her last fantasy and maybe they get married or something like that. It doesn't have to end so in such a bleak manner. like that. And, and she just played for a fool and it's just a bad decision. I
0: think right, I think you hit the nail on the head because it's weird. You can't end it in any other way because you can't realistically have her see Vader without his helmet and him just go, okay, you're fine. Like, yeah, At that point, he has to kill her. So you can have her not do that, but then there's not really an ending to the story. But I think you're right. I think if you have him kill her... Um, I would even and this sounds really hor- horrible, but I think also impaling her with the lightsaber is somehow more gruesome or out of less more out of character than him choking her, which is yeah. him choking her would be problematic, but also in character since he killed his wife that way. Yeah. And then you have it not as as, as, as vicious. And then you're right. You cut from that very quickly over to her fantasy, which I really like that idea. And then you cut and then you just end. You don't yeah, show her dead body. It. You don't do anything. We all know. We know what happened. Like you don't have to rub our faces in it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in all the other than the other two comics that we've seen so far, I mean, Vader's dispassionate. This is height of like dark side Vader right here. Yeah. So just sort of doing it. And I mean, I get it. Like she's kind. I mean, she's kind of a creepy stalker, and it's like the 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 way that he just like nonchalantly disposes of her like mm-hmm. garbage is like consistent with with his character, but it's just like the way that it comes off. Like, I don't know the way that it comes off. It's really unsettling.
0: It is. Um, and not, not in an interesting way. Cause they've done, yeah. more, they've done unsettling, unsettling things. Cause I'm, something unsettling is okay. Like you can make unsettling works and arts, but this is just,
1: yeah. yeah, it's, it like, goes to yeah. A level.
2: And I feel like they're going for that. Like that Tar- Tarantino
0: or like Wiley e. Coyote, like
2: comedic appeal for the end. But I just, I didn't right. feel any of that. It like I, that translate. just did not come through. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. You know, I'm going to use another comic for those who read comics. And and as reading this, as I realized, oh, they're drawing her and making her very much like the original incarnation of Harley Quinn from Batman.
1: Right. Um, The
0: giant eyes obsessed with the bad guy, the crazy bad guy. Uh Imagine what would happen in DC Universe if you had the Joker kill Harley Quinn. (laughs) That would break it. In a lot of ways. That there would be a huge outrage about that, you know, for a lot of different reasons. Well, well yeah, the, the, the Joker made Harley Quinn, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's not a perfect analogy. Right. But but like I, I feel yeah. like when I was reading this, I'm like, like that, like DC knows they never do that. They never flirt with that. There's a couple of times when they get to the actively like how abusive the Joker is with Harley Quinn, and that becomes that feels uh-huh. very icky, but they usually do it to prove that point and to tell a really interesting story about abuse and a really meaningful and important story about abuse. And this just seemed to mean just, just mean spirited, you know, just like I don't know. I, I yeah. don't know. I want to blame this again as I have in the last few issues, with like maybe it's because they fired um um what's his name i was supposed to write it? Um Chuck Windig. Chuck Windig, Chuck and Windig? they just yeah. and they just had to readjust real quick and and no one checked it or caught it, you know, because they had to get it to print. Yeah. I don't know. I just yeah. don't know what happened.
3: And yeah. I don't want us to come off like snowflakes here, no. like it's like we're not I mean, it doesn't all have to be you know, this really like a feminist point of view, like fem- female hero thing. It just, it feels more like, like Grant was saying, it's a missed opportunity. They, they, they handed it like really ham fisted and not in a tasteful way. And they could have right. gone like, I've never seen uh, 50 shades of gray. I've never read a book, but like, I was excited about that aesthetic. I was like, Oh yeah, that would, that makes sense. Cause Grant actually said the funniest thing I've heard all week. Um, <laughs> offline when he was like, yeah. Oh my God. Like he's like, he is like Darth Vader is like bondage Lord like he's got a bondage that, yeah totally
0: and um, I was I was following the story until the very end like I wasn't I wasn't sitting there, like tisking throughout yeah. the entirety of it I oh. did you know like I, I think it was an interesting story and I like the takes they do on this and that's kind of a neat way to do it but they just missed the mark it was I just it like. was
3: that one word that was just sort of like like when he calls her he's like take this garbage out of here was like that that was when I was like yo
0: it put
2: yeah. it over the top.
3: Yeah. 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 Anyways.
2: I enjoyed yeah. the beginning of this issue. Yes. So I'll admit that. Like, I really like where too. it was going. and then Me too. Yeah. Took a big turn. Yeah.
3: I yeah. love this. I love seeing him on the battlefield and like coming back with just like, you know, an entire dead planet around him and then just sort of, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. you know, him like smoke, like smoldering and just like, you know, and um being Vader. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but yeah i mean and you see it's cool to see him out of the in the in the his like meditation chamber um with his helmet off again because he, he looks very yeah. much more sebastian shaw than um than you know hayden christensen but uh you know like that's him looking weak right like that's him that's him exposed and like he can't have anyone seeing him like that right, right. yeah yeah or you know very limited people um that are definitely afraid of him so Yeah. And and yeah, especially since she's like, I see who you are. Like she actually saw who he was. Like Mm -hmm. she saw him being, you know, she she actually sees who he truly is. Like he is weak inside. He is there is good in him. You know, he is lonely. Mm
2: -hmm. But
3: that's that's, those are all the emotions that fuel that fuel him. Is that enough about that?
2: I think I think we're good.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. So that was Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. Awesome. There's literally only one game. There's only one game. Uh, Okay, yes. Uh, So in the one game that uh, we have in Star Wars, which is Star Wars Battlefront 2, there was a surprise content drop today, which I did not see coming. Um, It's pretty cool. They added a new map to uh, Capital uh, Supremacy, which is a... um, uh, It's Kashyyyk, which is... Very large map, and it's hmm. very large. Um, so they re they re um, manipulated the Kashyyyk Galactic Assault map, um and it's pretty cool. There's five bases, same deal. And then you go up and you know the two ships. I played it. I played that one map. I, I think for an hour and fifteen minutes straight, and before I quit. Oh um, wow! Wait, like just, in
0: one sitting, or like
1: that or was like one, game. one, one that, game. That was one game. That was oh, one wow. Game. wow. Okay.
3: And I was like, okay, like we just kept going. Because the thing is, is if you don't like, if you don't succeed on your mission when you're up in the capital ship, you get sent back down, and you have to Uh, recap the points again. And then, like you know, and so it kept going back and forth. We go to their ship. We go to they go to our ship. We go to their ship. Like we would win. So I guess it was kind of tight. Like worse hell, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, it literally was. Like my dog was like, bro. Um, <laughs> I gotta walk. I gotta you gotta walk. yeah, you gotta, yes. you gotta take a breath, son. And I was like, <laughs> oh my god. Um and yeah, they also they did a bunch of um fixes on some heroes. So a couple um Yoda and uh Darth Maul couldn't block lightsabers before, now they can, which is cool. They can also block um, laser fix. fire. So okay. actually just watching um Darth Maul use a double bladed lightsaber to deflect um uh blaster bolts is worth the price of admission right now which is yeah, pretty cheap crazy. it's like seven bucks on you know online um and yeah yoda's slays um so and yeah, yoda can actually jump as high as everyone else now anyways they, they did a bunch of fixes um so the mode's good now there's two capital supremacy um, maps but like i said like i i ended up playing two games um and that was like hours they are wow. too long they need to figure that out um yeah.
2: And, and then, as, uh, as for this map, are you actually fighting on the ground now? You're not in the, the, the trees this time. You're now on the beach and things
3: like yeah, that. Yeah, you're on the beach. So they, there's a map that. for there's That's a map cool. for heroes versus villains, and it's actually up in one of the tree villages, which I never really realized till like the other day, which is kind of silly. Like I knew it was in a tree, but you can look down on the map. That's the regular map from where you're fighting, you know, for that smaller thing. I was kind of hoping that would be one of them, but and instead, they have sort of some burned out vehicles that are um, that are bases and things. And um, but it's just it's huge. It's a giant map. Like, wow. it's my least favorite Galactic Assault map because it you never there's mm. no chance for the defending team to kill the two um, tanks that are rolling up. So it's like whenever you play that map, it's going to take you 30 minutes to play it because it's uh, humongous. There's like yeah. there's like six stages to it. And um, it just takes forever. And so now they've now mimicked that pain in the butt um, with this capital supremacy thing, because just getting like just getting um, base to base, it takes forever. Um, so, yeah, sound fun. Um, anyways, th- sure. one, one really one really cool <laughs> note um, is it's we're, we're getting up on um, May the 4th, um, which mm-hmm. is, this is the uh, Star Wars holiday. Um, And so for that weekend, they're going to do a special event where um, if you play Capital Supremacy and you cap a certain amount of um, uh, capture points, um, you can unlock the uh, they call it the Princess of Alderaan skin for uh, Leia. So this is the classic Leia with the buns and the white dress. Uh, Oh, wow skin uh it looks really cool people have been asking for it forever they sort of the battlefront one the other game they had for a while yeah um, was all about a new hope really and but they still didn't have that outfit for leia which people were very chagrined yeah so it's sort of making right on that mistake which was made four years ago so and does uh, she
0: have her, so I, you know, we've talked, I'm not, I can't remember the number of times I've actually played the game or when last time I played it, but this, does Leia have her normal, her gun from episode four?
3: Yes. And it's killing okay. me right now that I don't know the model. I know. I felt
0: bad. I thought for sure. If I, I threw that at you, it knock it out of the
3: park. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you for serving that up for me, but no, it's cool actually. So she has her primary blaster. Uh, it has a cool name too. And actually, um, Holdo had like a modified version of it. Um this right. is cool for um her later on thing. Like she had the like the next gen version which is pretty yeah. sweet. um but uh she also has a uh, E11 stashed in her like dress. So it's like that's like your alternate fire. She can like pull out an E11 so it's an automatic rifle um to just sort of lay into other heroes and stuff, which is pretty, pretty cool. cool. So I mean, so you're going to get both both looks there. Um the the E11 which is really all she Mostly what she fired in um, Death Star and then uh, the other yeah. one. Um, yeah. So that's that. That's, that's uh, it's,
0: good one game. Yeah. It's good that they're uh, they're putting work into it because you kind of expect them to cut kind of EA to be like, well, now we have, you know, Fallen Order coming out. Never mind. We'll just leave it alone. Right. But they're actually still putting some work into it, which is good
3: yeah, no one really knows what's next here. I mean, a lot of people think it's gonna be Battlefront three because they need to you know, they want to make more money, so and they're only gonna you know make the real money if they release another game.
1: Sure.
3: um but I mean, they have a lot of skins out now. People are actually enjoying this game. I mean, what would be best for the players is if they just kept building on this thing and just like kept yeah. you know adding to this game and improving it because there's always like when they roll out these games, they always rush them, there's always bugs you know i mean and bugs is an understatement for what happened to this game because their whole like pay to you know pay to win construct was you know fell on its face um so yeah we'll see i so that's why i was so taken aback like i'm there is going to be more content we've heard but i don't know what that is Um, right right you know this they said there'd be more capital supremacy maps and here is one and here's another skin and um you know we'll see i guess they're going to be working on mechanics and um, they're they're really trying to troubleshoot bugs now. I think that's what they're focusing on. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Super cool. Cool. All
1: right. Reading Obi Wan said. You know, I
3: never had problems with that as a youngling. Being independent, I mean. I broke rules right and left. They even called me rebellious.
2: Probably the Masters were surprised anyone was willing to take me on as an apprentice.
3: In fact, Qui-Gon had been warned about this very thing. He'd long since assumed that the Crash Master's concern was overcautious. But now,
2: finally, he saw what had happened. He began to laugh. Obi-Wan stared at him. Master? Don't you see,
1: Obi-Wan? They knew you'd rebel against any master you worked with. So they made sure you wound up with a Jedi who
3: almost never followed the rules. The only way for you to rebel
2: was to become the perfect Jedi.
3: All right. Reading Raftar. Yeah segment about um novels and boy did we get a good installment last week and I'm excited to talk about it this week.
0: Yeah, me too. I it's I was just re-listening to our uh last week's episode on the drive home oh, and cool. our, our last week's reading raptor and think about like all the things I didn't know because I was only halfway through the novel.
3: Oh yeah. Um oh. I guess it's
0: a good place to start is to let you know we're gonna talk about the entire novel. So if you haven't listened to it uh or haven't read it, uh you know you can if you don't care about spoilers, listen, if you care about spoilers, you know, hit pause, read the book and, and come back in, in 13 hours when you're done. With yeah,
3: because you're going to want to talk about this, this book. It's amazing. Yeah. This is Claudia Gray's book, uh, Master and Apprentice, um, essentially about really the main characters, Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of Obi-Wan Kenobi, but then um, other characters as well. But um I, I adored this book. This is this could be my favorite book that, that that's come out. Mm-hmm. Um, in the new canon, I just loved it. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I also yeah. loved it. I, I yeah. loved that Qui Gon's kind of grappling with these premonitions, and uh, there's a new Jedi introduced to us, and there's this really fun, like, kind of who's the the danger, who's the threat, and you're kind of it's this guessing game and this kind of detective piece in the middle of yeah. the story as well. And I, I just I really liked all the elements at play, and I feel like it just. It was everything you want out of a star wars story so i really i really commend her for doing such a good job because this, this is also my favorite book uh, i've read thus far i think this year yeah, yeah.
3: easily this year but I, yeah i mean i this is i've read them all but they're all there i mean yeah her writing is like her writing style is amazing it, like mm-hmm. it's captivating it's descriptive um yeah i mean i i just wrote down some some things in there but um Sorry, but uh, Adam, why don't I let you talk about... You know. Yeah,
0: no, I don't have a lot else to say, but I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, I, you know, I'm just going to kind of say that I think Claudia Gray might be the best current Star Wars author um, out there. I mean, I, I think her ability to write... Uh, young adult adult uh, you know uh, young adult regular novels to write not just they, they were giving her the the quote-unquote female characters for a while right like they right. the play, and, uh but to give her like her turn in um in certain point of view with master and apprentice just showed that she is such a versatile author and can really get into the character any character she writes and and i really like this book i still think it's i think it's my second favorite of the new canon mm-hmm. i really, really 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 liked it
3: yeah, that's cool what's yeah. number one you can't just you can't just lay that out there
0: i was gonna see if you're gonna let me get away i would just be like i it's my second favorite uh yeah, my I'll my wait. favorite um is actually and it might be nostalgia is um the first one we read for uh our uh our podcast which was a uh, lot was it long shot last, yeah, last shot yeah. oh really yeah, yeah i love good i love that book um i don't know why but i really love that book but I but but like
1: it was a fun put, ride
0: yeah, um, but if you put together all, like it's that book and then every other Claudia Gray book, does that make sense? Like she is still yeah. best so, author. So
3: she did Bloodlines. She did sure. um, Leia, yeah. Princess of Alderaan, yep. um, which is amazing. Grant, have you read that yet? No, I have not. This is the series you want made. It's amazing. Um, and then, um, and then she did uh, Lost Stars, right? The young adult That's true. Lost yeah. Souls. But it's like it's a cult classic at this point. I mean, every everyone who's read that book like gushes about it. Lost Stars um, is
0: shockingly good. Yeah, because it goes <laughs> it I mean, be
3: it's, it's Romeo and Juliet, but in the Star Wars Galaxy, and then it goes and it, and it it sort of forest gumps its way through um I think all three original trilogy movies too. Yeah. So yeah. crazy these
0: characters get through. And, and not heavy handed. If it, it should be heavy handed and it's just not
1: it's at just, all. Yeah.
3: yeah. I mean some of her stuff like so First of all, so she, her prose was beautiful. She's like, yeah. there's one line that was like a green, so pale, it was almost gold. She was like talking about like a, a dress, but it was like, just like striking. She's got great science and like world building yeah. too. She, and like, she, I love when people use in galaxy terminology as adjectives. Like, and it's just like, you don't mm-hmm. know what this means, but it doesn't matter. You know what this means. Right. Yeah. You know, she was like, um, so uh, rail um, rail is the other, uh, you know, uh, Jedi that we find we say rail still dressed like a Drexelian shell digger and it's like mm-hmm. amazing She That's and then awesome. like, someone exclaims what in the world which is sort of funny <laughs> uh, yeah. and then like yeah, okay. and someone else mentions like something like oh th- that person was they've been around since before the stars cooled you know and then so it's like good science they're talking about solar flares and radiation yeah. and nebula you know like it, it, this is is like Star Wars is not Science fiction in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. Like no, it's not. I want it to be science fiction, but it's like Star Trek is science fiction. Like Star Wars is myth. It's like modern mythology. Um, and she has plenty of that too. But uh yeah, this um I don't know. There's but so it's nice to see her injecting actually some science into these
0: books. Yeah, and again, the, just the character stuff is amazing because what she's able to do in one book is explain why the Obi-Wan we see in Phantom Menace is not the Obi-Wan we see in a new hope right because the Phantom Menace Obi-Wan is very much but the rules master you know what I mean and 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 this is pre-Phantom Menace so he's still that character all the way through but we see a little deeper than that and we see basically Qui-Gon is Obi-Wan right like in the Phantom Menace Qui-Gon has all the characteristics of Obi-Wan in a lot of ways and there's a wonderful uh, passage towards the end of the book that I'm not going to read, but maybe we'll talk. Maybe Ben, can you put it at the end mm-hmm. or something? But it's literally um, Qui Gon and Obi Wan coming to the realization of why they were why they were master and apprentice, why the Jedi Council put them together, and it's because yeah. they have basically Obi Wan rebel against a rebel.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they're both rebels
0: mm-hmm. to become a rule follower, and it's such a it's written so well, and it's so like it just I read that I heard that because I was listening to the car, and I'm like, mm. wow, that that like. Three paragraphs explains exactly how we co- go from Phantom Menace to A New Hope Obi Wan.
3: Yeah, and it's like how fathers and like how sons yeah. fell against their fathers, and like mm-hmm. how yeah, it was totally profound. It was a great moment in the book, and um, yeah, really explained a lot. And it was really funny too. It was just like a really yeah,
2: thing. yeah. It, it was it was super heartfelt when Qui Gon told Obi Wan that he what he wanted to train him uh in the basics of being a Jedi. So his muscle memory and his instincts would be like mm-hmm. finely attuned and he'd be yeah. one of the best best Jedi's of all time for that very reason. I was like it was just such a beautiful moment. Um I really really like that you you saw that kind of turn in their relationship. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um there's some other cool things that happen in this book that we haven't seen in others. But one is a uh, you know they they were talking about like well now I've seen everything and then, um, but they're like, I think Kawaguchi's like, have you ever seen a bachelorette party on Kashyyyk? And I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> that was yeah. amazing. I, I guess I haven't seen everything. Um, the like the the um, and uh, sorry, um, some of the bad guys in this thing are performance artist terrorists. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Like now I've seen yeah. everything. They're like, well, have you ever oh,
2: seen yeah. Nazaka,
3: Is that who it is? or is that the serpent? Sir- Hale- yeah. Chief? Halen Ozaka, I think, is her name. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, is the head of these, these, um, they, the opposition, I think, is just all they're called. Um, and then, yeah, th- then we learned Dooku was actually on the, the council, the Jedi council, which I didn't know that. Maybe I should have, but um, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we also learned that, that the council offered Qui Gon Jinn a space, a place on the council. So, yes. Uh, pretty yeah. early on, and it, he spends a lot of time sort of mulling that decision, and he would have made very like, he's sort of like, oh, I got things to do. Um, one of them is, like, Grant, you've actually talked about this a lot, um, and I think it's interesting, is that, like, he wanted to move the school off of Coruscant, like the Jedi Academy. He's like, you know, students should be in nature and, like, be around the Force and not be, like, yeah city. Like, it doesn't make any sense.
2: Yeah, that's I, I definitely... Uh, I mean we saw that same kind of discussion take place in the comics in the Age of Republic comic Oh uh, right, between, yeah. between Yoda and Qui-Gon. I mean they're just in, in the, being in the heart of the kind of the republic is not the best place for the Jedi. I mean they, I, they there's no there's no balance, there's no solitude, there's no there's no quiet, you know, to 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 actually meditate on things. It's it's too disruptive.
0: It's literally as far away from nature as you can get. Yeah. Yeah,
3: totally. Do you guys have any um favorite uh characters in this book other than you know the the leads or maybe the leads as well.
2: Well, I'm a big fan of Rail Aveross. I think he's awesome. I think uh he's kind of like a uh a combination of uh, I was talking about this with you. It's like like Rocco Rota from Hidden yeah. Fortress. He's yeah. kind of like that that guardian of the the princess in Hidden Fortress, but he's also kind of like got a little like Clint Eastwood like William William Money from Like Unforgive. He's got like a kind of like grizzled side too that I really yeah. really like. He smokes death, uh,
3: Licks. Yeah, death, dude, death sticks smokes unapologetically. Death yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. That character is, is really good. Did you uh, kind of relate to that? Did, how did you guys consume this? I listen to it as we always know. I do the audio. I listen to I, it as
2: well. So I don't have any of the, the quotes like Ben does. Uh, and you guys got to clear something up for me. When they fight that bounty hunter in the book, is that bounty hunter's name Maul? Like Darth Maul?
3: Oh. Um, What's that bounty hunter's name? Bounty hunter. When
2: Dooku and. Um, qui-gon
3: oh
0: are fighting that bounty hunter uh, is the, what oh, do you know right. what the bounty hunter's name is do you know no because it yeah. was i remember saying it did sound like it was mole or maul or something oh like yeah that. it
3: was yeah. you know it was like mol i think oh okay yeah.
0: great because in the audiobook uh, it sounded like maul and i was like a little confused but
3: yeah it might have actually been pronounced that way but yeah it was like mol i think in the book right, cool. yeah um oh that's right yeah i forgot about that and that
2: was a crazy that's actually my favorite scene in the book i think when uh oh. Yeah, Her whole process of how she's this just really, really sinister bounty hunter and then Dooku answering that sinister behavior with his oh. own kind of dark powers. And I was right. like, wow, yeah. this is incredible.
3: She was like the leader of, she was like the worst bounty hunter ever, right? Because she would just like kill everybody, right? Yeah, like,
0: she
2: was like collecting kills. It was like really disturbing.
0: Yeah, she wanted yeah. one person of every age. Yeah, yeah.
3: killed. Whoa, up,
0: to, up, to t- up to 200 because she didn't want to hunt um like ancient beings
3: yeah she's right. like she didn't want to yeah just like go into like have to kill old folks homes just like wipe out old folks homes or whatever yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was surprised just, yeah. yeah there's
2: a lot of process stuff in this book too like i think um, i don't know at what point the book this is discussed but i think it's possibly yoda he's talking about like an insect race on another planet that like eat their young
1: to yes. conserve
2: resources oh. or something it's like just a lot of really interesting like force processes amongst different species
3: it's also a very real issue. Like what he's talking about is cultural relativism. So it's just like, you know, like, I mean, there's a lot of issues that like another, that other cultures are doing that we, that, you know, Westerners look as grotesque. I'm thinking of like things that people do to, out of Muslim women, you know, like that we think are terrible, you know, even like even wearing a hijab or something like that we don't understand. And it's like, you know, Yoda, he's trying to teach him this lesson. It's just like, you can't, you can't just like, you know, project what you think is right on these other cultures. They're, You know, obviously in a galaxy, it's like 20 fold, you know, there it's entirely different, different atmospheres. And like, everyone has all these things, but you know, I mean, it very much deals with like, I don't know. You see the Jedi are very much like world police, like team America, world police. And it's like how far they've really fallen because, you know, they Yoda and, and Qui-Gon both know it. They're just like, wait, this isn't, this isn't the way this is what we should be doing. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: because so, uh, because Qui Gon is is chosen to go to Pyjol to to overlook a, a, um, a treaty, right? Uh, and and but the people involved in the treaty, the Zerk Corporation, they have slaves, and slavery is a huge problem for Qui Gon and hopefully everybody. But it seems like the Jedi Council are like always utilitarian, and if there is some slavery involved, as long as there's other people being served, then. You know, it's all for the for the good. Like they're trying to get the greatest good out of any situation. But but Qui Gon's like, no, we have to always go against the bad, even if it, there's yeah. any kind of utilitarian right. outcome.
3: Right, um, which is very well put. But the, you see the the conundrum there. It's like, well, this yeah. It's like, oh, they have deregulated completely deregulated dereg- you know place where it's like a corporation has essentially been running this this planet since they said like since before time like they yeah. you know they, they can't even remember a time when they it wasn't happening which is actually very science fiction and cool well um, Zerka
2: is throwback man Zerka's in like the natural old republic games
3: oh is it really yeah that's on, amazing i didn't know it was they're,
2: a... they're, yeah they're, they're uh, in, they've enslaved the wookies in kashique in that game
3: oh. oh right yeah wow crazy so yeah they're terrible yeah uh, they're awful um and yeah, and nice. uh, there's a crux of that there. So there's just like, again, so like you've just like listed all these other characters and people that are amazing. Mine can is we... actually, yeah. is Pax. Oh, uh, you like... stole it. Mine <laughs> uh, too. <96. laughs> no, no, go for it. Let's talk about that. Can, can I just describe it and we can yeah, both like revel do. in him? Mm-hmm. So, so again, this is like, again, like a really science fiction-y like thing. And maybe that's why I love it so much. Yeah. He was a child that was on a ship that was taken over by pirates and he hid so he survived but all the other humans were killed um but the pirates left the ship derelict meaning it's just set adrift in, sh- in space with a bunch of, with they said i think 46 droids or 84 droids oh, yeah, but like he was that, essentially yeah. taken in by th- uh three 3po droids um yeah. and raised by droids um for like yeah, that's his awesome. formative years. And it's like that is such a cool principle. And there's one, you know, and so he's he's weird. He's like kind of autistic, but he's kind of genius at the same time, which is just like a fun mm-hmm. thought experiment. But he there's one thing, like, I just I died. He said he's like trying to uh he's trying to get himself ready for an interaction with someone else. I think maybe his love interest. But he's like, Oh, he's like, Okay, keep it cool, keep it steady, pretend you're G3PO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cuz of course G3 PO is the coolest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. That's fun.
0: Yeah, um, I I was right there with you. I just love that idea that concept and it's such a like and the way they paint his his origin story is very horrific. This idea that he was alone cuz they just hunch I say like how long was he there like 14 years or something like that? Like with the yeah. some it like, he was like not-
3: nine but he was or like nine. it was like eight to 15 and then yeah. he was yeah, rescued, like, totally. and it's like and yeah what and then nightmare. they just like I you know and then they just so like dispassionately are like well see you later
0: yep yeah uh,
3: we're just sort of gut-wrenching and but um but awesome at the same time
0: and i just love the fact that that's percolating under that character throughout the entirety of it and claudia gray does such a good job of that's always there underneath the character but she doesn't like always, have to remind you. That's why he's being the way he is. Like you, you as a reader, I was like, oh, why is he being? Oh, that's right, because he was raised by three PO. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. It's it's kind of great. Yeah, he's like purely rational. Yeah, um, super fun. There's also some um, some nods to uh, you know uh, to, uh, hero of a thousand faces and the, the monomyth. myth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it wasn't you know again just a perfect balance of sci fi and then that um there's one so there's a um leo uh, Liam nason um qui-gon jinn has a force premonition and like this is very like very much in his wheelhouse we learn like he learns about force visions and um the and visions of the future like he studied it a lot when he was younger so apparently this didn't happen a lot before but so it's kind of interesting to see that like anakin had these luke had these um sort of on the regular um but um but it's so but coughed steady steadily
2: denies it
3: right he's Coff is like <laughs> yeah. get out of here <laughs> um but at first he 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 brings it up to obi-wan kenobi and and uh, obi-wan says i don't know he's like it feels like dream analysis would be guesswork at best which is sort of a funny like i don't know i thought that that had a lot to do with um with Hero of a Thousand Faces because oh, like yeah. the other half is like all about Freudian dream analysis. That's right. And, yeah. and I was yeah. like, oh, that's kind of funny. Um, and then, um, I don't know. And then, but yeah. And then there's there is that moment with Qui-Gon and Jen where he like just sort of like embraces it and he's like, I'm going to do this. And it said, um, it shocked him that he was that Jedi, that he could find it within himself to believe so profoundly, so unshakably in pure mysticism and um, I'm, I'm sure, Grant, that was that spoke to you a little bit. Yeah,
2: and he keeps seeing these signs. I mean, and it's not just his premonitions. He's also looked into the holocron and, and seen the prophecy and certain yeah. events that he's seen in, in the prophecy. He's trying, he, he's, he's connecting to real life occurrences and events that he's witnessing throughout the story. So it's also really fascinating because it's not just his visions. It's also what he knows from the prophecy. So it's... fascinating and that's what
3: we're we're dancing around here which maybe it's it might be time to get on well
0: i want to do one thing before we actually start breaking it down because i one of the things that just popped in my head that i i really loved was that basically um dooku fell because of qui-gon right
3: whoa okay
0: yeah because we get the fact that they're saying if you read these prophecies it is a it can be a route to the dark side
1: oh and
0: there's a scene where Dooku's always been, nope, these prophecies don't matter. And then he catches Qui-Gon reading it, and then he spends a night basically staring into these things. Right. And when, and when he comes in the next day, you can just feel that Dooku has changed. He is so yeah. much closer to the Dooku that we know. So I just remember reading that
1: going, like, ooh, that's yeah, he, awesome.
0: Yeah, he, like he has, like, a nefarious
2: smirk he's yeah. on his face when Qui-Gon walks in the room or something that quickly shifts back to his, kind yeah. of like, his normal scout or whatever. Christopher
0: like, Lee, yeah. yeah.
3: But he's like, I mean, he's always dancing there. Like he seems like a really rough authoritarian creature. And then oh, yeah. what well, so wait. So when does Juku rescue um Qui-Gon from that bounty hunter? It's before that ha- the like that miss that um that situation with the uh, book, right? With the the Holocron?
0: I think so, yeah.
3: Because we know I mean we know what was insinuated there, right? Yeah. I mean he used. So I'm going to blow it. Um, Dooku used force lightning to kill um, that, the bounty hunter or, or like incapacitate the bounty yeah, hunter. Nearly yeah, nearly kill her. Nearly kill her, which is yeah. like, I don't know. So, I mean. No, he okay, never maybe... was a
0: good, solid.
3: Yeah, he was on, yeah. he was on shaky ground. But yeah. there's, I don't want to something, throw
0: there's yeah. something in that scene where you can just see there. It, that was the, I think that was the swap, the switch. I think that was the moment. And, and no, you're right, he was already on that path, but I think that was the final thing that pushed him over the edge.
3: Right, and we've yeah. seen this, we talk about this all the time, like, Luke used the dark side to kill Vader. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this happens, you know, Ray used the dark side to kill, to, you know, beat um, Kylo, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, people have that, but he's just like, I don't know, maybe I'll just summon Force Lightning. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, that's interesting yeah. that that happened yeah. there. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's sort of meta, too, because, like, after this, I was like, we need to talk about theories. <laughs> and uh and it's like so because and, and i'm sure claudia gray did this on purpose so like there's it's this this info within the book it's like this is a mini game where you know she lays out these prophecies for your readers and they're cryptic and you know and then you start going and like obviously episode nine's right around the corner and yep you know our listeners yeah. you guys are probably um thinking and saying that we are we're trying to like guess what we're gonna hear later on or what we're going to see in nine. And, um, and there's many interpretations. So I think that's going to be our next sort of thing we do is just focus on prophecies.
0: uh, Yeah.
2: Should we, yeah, there's a couple excerpts that play directly to nine, I think, but just before we jump into that, I just want to say that like, there is a theme of like undermining youth in this book that, that culminates at the end. And, uh, uh, with, uh, Princess Thannery and Rhett undermining her as to be this threat or this figure of power. And then, and I just wanted to ask you guys this question. Like, do you think Qui Gon would have zeroed in and seen Anakin's potential if he hadn't gone through this journey? Like, would he have uh, noticed the child? Or would he have? You know, I feel like that played a big role with. I thought Fanry's story oh, played a big role yeah. in, yeah. in Qui Gon then discovering a child of his own, a child of importance in his own life.
3: Well, yeah. And I mean, ultimately, he becomes a force evangelist after this. And if he's not at that place in his head, um then i don't th- i think he just sort of forgets about the kid you know he yeah. finds another way to get off of naboo or yeah, off exactly Tatooine, you know yeah
0: yeah i agree
3: yeah
2: so i thought that was a really cool tie-in i thought that was kind of fun yeah
3: yeah, yeah. and no, obviously the like last just...
2: line of the book's incredible but i don't want to spoil that for anyone i feel like everyone should read the book
3: yeah yes i
2: agree
1: yeah
3: yeah there's yeah there's so many good lines i mean it, it shapes all this stuff we have you know we we go through like obi-wan's um relationship with flying is, is talked about a lot um it's just sort of i don't know a lot of stuff even like when <laughs> when um rail Avaros when he's like i think you know he's sort of going on his way he's like oh saw your padawan good kid someday he'll be a great jedi knight
1: and it's just like it totally mirrors
3: um you know what qui-gon ultimately says in phantom menace to to him he's like i i you know it's like maybe he did you know, envision that or maybe rail was just like, you know what? He's going to be real good. That kid. Yep. Um, yeah. We'll
2: see. All right. We well, should we, should we dig into the prophecies?
3: Yeah. So is this going to be a new segment now? Or what are we going to uh, call
2: this? I think we're we'll going to just call it into the Holocron from here on out. But, uh, um, yeah. I think, uh, but, and at, at the same time, after these prophecies, I'd like to maybe dig into some theories about episode nine. And I think we'll probably pivot away from rumors and the rumor mill and just move to theories since, the marketing for nine has begun and we're going to gear, you know, gear ourselves towards watching the film soon enough. So it's like, why not just explore what we think could happen rather than read online and then just relay that.
3: Right. That's going to be a conscious choice. We're not going to, we're, there are uh, tons of rumors and leaks and stuff coming out, but we're not going to cover any of that um, until after the movie, um, just because it's, <laughs> it's not going to do anyone any good service on yeah. that. It's, you know, we don't, we're not trying to ruin nine for people, but it's still, we want to enjoy the exercise of just, um, listening, uh, you know, talking about it. Um, and if, but if you do hear things and you want to talk about it, um, with us, just, um, send a, you know, send us an email and, um, you know, and we'll, we'll chat it up. Cool. So
2: let's dive even deeper into the Holocron with these prophecies from Master and Apprentice that may, uh, um, play in episode nine or, or may pertain to the prequels. We don't know, but ultimately they seem to serve the whole story of star Wars. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and I have them all listed here. Do you guys
0: have them listed? I yeah. do. Yeah. I do. There are eight of them. That's what I have. Do we have more than eight? Yeah. That's all. I... Well, I have, nine. I have nine. All right. I might have missed yeah. one.
3: Let's just. Why don't we just? Yeah,
0: we'll start. Start at the beginning there. Okay. Uh, you want to read the first one, Adam? Uh, are we doing it by when it came through the books? Because I yes. have yeah. the first one I see that pops up is, um, and if you have an early one, jump in. Uh, she who will be born to darkness will give birth to darkness. That's yep. it. That's all
3: right too um cool well i mean this one is actually the one that's sort of low-hanging fruit uh, i think um, yeah right i mean w- this has got to be leia right gotta be
1: Yep.
2: yeah yep, um,
3: yep. even though so <laughs> it's funny you know um qui-gon jen at the time mentions he's like maybe they're talking about the duchess of malastare and her you know who had a warmonger father and then a dark Jedi right. daughter. i
2: remember that yeah.
3: So yeah. i was like yeah, yeah, yeah i guess but I, I mean for our purposes i think we know that's that's pretty clear yeah um all right yeah.
2: well, or I... ray or, or for uh, 10 11 12 you never know
1: but um... <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, yeah
2: um, cool so uh the next one i have is uh when the kyber that is not kyber shines forth the time of prophecy will be at hand
3: right and this one, I think, is solved in this book, right? Exactly.
2: Yeah, there's the Fool's Kyber in this book.
3: Yeah. Yeah. What is yeah. that called? Oh, I forget. But um, yeah, it's a yeah, it's, yeah, there's Fool's Kyber there. And yeah. It, it's in the plot and it's interesting. And, and yeah, yeah, and so this is, you know, this is one of the prophecies that activates the evangelist Qui Gon Jinn uh, in the Force.
2: But it could also pertain to what we saw in Resistance. Uh with all the the planets being cored, as if the yeah. First Order has mined, like, all the kyber from all the planets that, that have kyber around the galaxy, and therefore there's no more kyber, basically.
3: Yeah, right. I mean, I, I suppose, but that's is there, there'd have to be kyber that is not kyber, right?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think, of like, is there another way we can interpret that, <laughs> right? Uh, I don't
3: know. I don't know. I, I think that's, I, I, I mean, it's, it felt like it, it was there to serve this book yeah definitely. right
0: and i think it's the last ha- the last line that's last part of it that that's really important which ties into this the storytelling right the time of prophecy will be at hand so i think that what's suggesting is uh-huh. once this comes past which happens in this book we are now in the age of prophecy yeah. which is what we've been experiencing through all of the star wars movies
1: right yep yeah yeah
3: well cool. um i had one before that i i tried to when i was starting out i was jotting down um yeah they uh John Down uh chapters, but maybe this one came a couple times and I just sort of forgot it. Sometimes
0: they did, yeah, they repeated them. Yeah.
3: Um what, what's the next one you've got there, uh, Grant?
2: It starts with one.
3: Yep, that's what that's, yeah, that's what I what got. Yeah. All right. yeah. Uh go for it. Uh
2: one will ascend to the highest of the Jedi, despite the foreboding of those who would serve with him.
0: I mean Anakin. I guess it's my thought, but he didn't technically send to the highest of the Jedi, right? Because he was well, I guess he, was he, was was master, he was on the council, granted, but, but he was not granted, but he was not granted master. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was like, I
3: mean, it actually, could literally be that, right? Like he was put on the council despite the fact that no one wanted him there.
0: Yeah, I can't think of another thing that's happened, but but uh... I do think with yeah. these
3: you can sort of look at them through the lens of just the prequel and original trilogy but like we can talk about this cuz it it does seem like there might you know then it starts getting iffy right yeah, i think yeah. the next one uh, the i don't know what what do you have next is the next one the the the, the prophecy
2: uh it's only it starts the oh, okay yeah
3: yeah so the, he those all i think there was four of them in a row right that were i thought were those yeah. supposed to be interrelated
2: i think they're in the same scene
3: yeah, they're in the same scene, and he talked about it, but I thought they were, like, they were... I thought this, all four of those together was the Prophecy of the Chosen One.
0: I think they're... Or I is don't that know. not yeah. true? Yeah. I don't no, think. the Prophecy
3: of Chosen pretty
2: long, because I have the Jedi Path book. I, I, mean, like, I don't know why I'm connecting the Legends material to this stuff, but um, in the Jedi Path book, like, the Prophecy of the Chosen One's, like, a couple pages long, but it's all redacted.
0: Yeah, I think now
1: they <laughs> like, can't it's, read it's, it. The, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: I think now they've also
3: just simpled it down to yeah. this one line, but I don't know. I, I mean, know. yeah, there's yeah, so there's the end of I don't know. I thought all I thought all four of these things were the culmination of the thing. But all right, let's let's go through them one by one and, and sort of get it. Right.
2: So this next one is only through the sacrifice of many Jedi will the order order cleanse the sin done to the nameless. It's gotta be the clones, right? Like right, it's gotta be yeah. the clone army. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. I was yeah. like, all right, who's the nameless? The only other one. I mean, yeah, the clones, yeah. I, I, that's where I was like, all right, let's just live in, in the clones. But it could be, yeah, right, because it's got to be Order 66. I was trying to fit it in. I yeah. mean, who else is nameless? The First Order are nameless. Um, Ray is technically nameless. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I think it's it's got to be the clone army.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, and some people even see it as a big plot hole that the Jedi would even use the clones in the first place because it does seem like a dark manipulation of life. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't... yeah. Yeah, it just, it just doesn't feel, sit right with, with me and I imagine a lot of other fans. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool.
1: you want to go uh, on the next one? To,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, the danger of the past is not past, but sleeps in an egg. When the egg cracks, it will threaten the galaxy entire. I have a bunch of drawings for this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And this calls back Star. to uh, our dark vision. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah. You know, I mean it, it sounds to me like Vader, right? The danger of the past is the Sith um right. sleeps in an egg and it's sort of like that's his like crush and it like you know, yeah. when he comes out, emerges, he's this is the Sith ruling the galaxy.
2: Yeah, I took it as the, the Death Star. Like it, I took it oh, as the Death Star cracking open and we see it cracked open in the Rise of Skywalker trailer and it and now we're about to see the great evil again, I believe. I mean. The danger of the past, should I say?
3: So you think this is a this is a sequel trilogy prophecy, right? I
2: don't. I'd, I'm i'd I'd love to to know that Claudia Gray maybe had, had spoken with story group people and hopefully JJ about the, the prophecy of the chosen one. But um, I mean, I don't know. I, but I I gotta think it's the Death Star for some reason. Interesting.
3: Huh. Yeah, I thought meditation like Vader's meditation yeah, chamber, that why, but that, but I like
1: that,
3: the yeah. <clears throat> I mean, because it's like when the egg cracks. Will threaten the entire galaxy. I right, mean, but when, when does that when thing it,
2: crack? Though it kind of just lifts and lowers. Well,
1: yeah, well, it, like, oh, it like an cracking. cracking. It <laughs> explodes. It, <laughs> it's, it explodes, but then you it's get not sort of... literal.
2: Grant, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're really getting our powwow on. Okay, I'm I'm, in, I'm into that. I like that.
1: Uh,
0: I, I like, I, but this is what's great about these prophecies, right? Like when you start unpacking, you start realizing, as they mentioned in the book, there are multiple interpretations. Because I didn't think the Death Star, but I like it. That's definitely an interpretation. Yeah.
3: It's just like, but when Death Star Two is destroyed, it's like kind of you have relative peace for like thirty years,
0: sure, but unless but... Palpatine is around and dealing with Snoke, and right because the danger that's right. not passed. We if you if we go with Grant, right, that's. But if, if what we hear with his cackle at the end of the the Rise of Skywalker,
3: he could be, you know, summoning a biker gang with like Revan and like Darth okay. Bane and like you know a couple other guys.
2: Well, why would they go to the 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 wreckage of the Death Star if not to explore inside of it and find maybe something that lies dormant within it? Yeah.
3: yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Totally true.
2: Yeah. Sure um cool you want to read the next one adam
0: is that uh starts with when
2: yep, have.
0: Uh, yep. when the force itself sickens past and future must split and combine oh, this is my favorite one guys yeah actually this, this is... is my second favorite one.
3: Oh gosh okay
1: um <laughs> it's,
0: yeah, the, there's two of them and this one and the other <laughs> one are the ones that are just so head-scratchingly interesting that it could mean a lot <laughs> of different things i have like a,
1: a
3: very lame one if you guys want that so, one yeah let's
0: start with lame
3: <laughs> um I, I think it's Obi Wan and Luke.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. All right, so it's like it's there and then they split when when you know Obi Wan dies and gives himself over to the force, but then they combine their powers to destroy um, you know, to destroy the the Death Star.
1: Hmm. Okay.
2: Uh, yeah. That works. I'm going I mean I you know where I'm going with this. I'm I'm thinking yep. it pertains to Ray and yeah. some character from the past who she's connected to and I'll leave it at that. <laughs>
3: best and future must split and combine oh i see oh here we go it's it, this is about right like we're at like an hour 15 into the podcast so it's like it's yeah, time it's, about hatch- time. yeah like, it's about it's time this, yeah it totally So, yeah, yeah for I, those that are if this is your first thing um grant do you want to explain
2: well yeah i, I think ray is either the clone or reincarnation of darth vader and i've been saying it for years now i think like two years uh, yeah. Ever since, ever since the Force Awakens, I mean, it was either Anakin or Obi Wan that she's connected to in some way, and I, I kind of lean towards Anakin.
3: Right. I feel about that theory like I felt about like the Donald Trump, like, like no, but, <laughs> where I'm like, I'm so glad I don't have to worry about that. And then like now it's like, oh my God, he's ahead of Hillary in the in the like, ratings. It's actually <laughs> happening. <laughs> what this
2: feels like? Brace well, yourself.
0: Yeah. So. I <laughs> I don't really have I um, I don't have an interpretation of this one I've never been good at interpretive uh, analysis but um, very literal person over here but so when the force itself sickens right like it's interesting right because it feels like it's got to be it doesn't have to be but it's an interesting phraseology and it seems like the force awakens right when Rey comes into power and so it feels like when does it sicken? Is it when all the Jedi yes. are killed? Is it is it when everyone's dead but Luke? Like, it's just, you know, it's such an interesting phraseology that I'm not sure. And past and future must split and combine. My brain is really bothering me because I feel like I'm going to wake up at three o'clock this morning and go, that's what I was thinking. Like, it, it's, it's, like it's like when you're trying to think of a word and you keep yeah, almost just, getting it, it pops out of your head. And yeah. I feel like I, I keep getting it and then it falls apart and i'm really frustrated because i feel like i have a really i feel like something's happening in my brain i have a really good idea of what it is but i can't get to it go ahead
3: let me try and take up some time i I think i mean when the force sickens i mean this is when the force is unbalanced right and i I think that that happens i mean this was laid out in clagus as when um when which is not canon it's legends um Uh, Anakin was was created by by Plagueis and um, and Palpatine so I I mean like that's when it like they use so much force evil force power that it unbalanced the force um, to create Anakin and so I mean that's really it and I think like something like that has to be the truth because we know in at least um, Return of the Sith and I think Phantom Menace but they're talking about like the darkness spreading and like, you know, they're they're feeling overwhelmed by the darkness and you Correct. know, something's wrong with the force. Like they talk about it in the prequels. So we know it's it's happened in, in by the prequels. Um but the past and future must split and combine. Yeah, That's you can interpret it in so many different ways. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I mean you could interpret that as like, I don't know, maybe like, yeah, Pal- Palpatine's gaining more power and control over Anakin and Anakin is dealing with the past of his of his mother's his mother who's passed away and then his future premonitions about Padme. You know, there's so many
3: ways to interpret. Yeah. I I actually looked at at it as Ray and Kylo, but it only makes makes sense from a Lucasfilm point of view where it's like Mm -hmm. Skywalker and, and Kylo are the past and Ray is the future, you know, like Ray represents whatever the next, like the Skywalkers, if we're going to use that term instead of Jedi, like whatever the next incarnation of Jedi are, that's what ray represents and then they combine in the force awakens you know they have they split and combine
1: all right yeah so my brain's doing
0: something similar because how can you have how can you have the past and the future both split and combine right and so what if you're splitting two pairs and then combining them so so well it's
2: it's the force awakens and the last jedi right <laughs> the, the, the whole the, even the landscape splits like fissures between them and then the second movie yeah. they combine they oh. combine forces
3: oh that's very that's right but that's yeah, literal yeah
1: yeah too yeah, literal yeah, yeah. Right. No, 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 no 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 not too no. literal
3: i think no, i think that's, literal that's right. Right. Yeah. yeah that's what i was looking for i was like oh cuz like how do they split but that's i mean then they definitely combined in force awakens and i mean it, it makes sense that claudia would just sort of like limit it to what we've seen she's not going to like try and give away too much of the you know she's not going to be allowed to give away too much of time, you know but that that so, pretty much. I don't let
0: know. me let me give you a, a real wild one that just popped in my head. Okay, past splitting, um, Anakin and Obi Wan split. Yep. Future combining, Ray and Kylo. Ooh. Kylo is the Kylo is the offspring of a Skywalker, and Ray is the offspring of a Kenobi.
2: Oh,
3: I yeah. love it. Yeah, that could that could be a thing.
2: You're getting
0: into my my final theory for these movies.
2: So you're getting into <laughs> it. It would be such a fun. I don't I, I don't know if it would upset some people, but it'd be such a fun idea if Obi Wan Kenobi was the Chosen One the entire time, and it was like a just everyone misread the prophecy. Every single person. That'd yeah. Be great. Um, well, okay.
0: That's, uh, the next, that's the next one, right? Is the Chosen One prophecy that I have? Okay,
2: here we go. Um, yeah, a Chosen One shall come. Born of no father, and through him—and I'll add, or her—will ultimate balance in the force be restored?
0: Yeah, the him thing is real telling. They actually put a gender. Yeah. I was a little shocked by that.
3: <laughs> yeah, through him will yeah ultimate balance of the
2: force. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Anakin, obviously.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't got much else now that they put a gender. Uh-
2: yeah. Because yeah. they say him. Definitely. I mean, is a chosen one shall come, born of no father, and through him will the ultimate balance and the force be restored. So, yeah. So Anything. what
3: is? The, the the key is through him, right? So it's like, yeah. And then something else happens, and then force will be re- restored. And it's like, well, through his progeny, like right, progeny it could be generational childrens. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could through be his Luke. spirit
1: being reincarnated yeah. in another
3: person. <laughs> you know, Vader. Well, I mean, I feel like it was restored. Balance was restored when he killed Palpatine. So it was like through him, meaning with Luke's help, they kill Palpatine and 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 uh, the and I mean, and kill Vader, and um and balance right.
0: was restored. I mean, I mean, we get into that discussion of what is balance, right? Is balance meaning mm-hmm. light and dark, or is it meaning no dark, right? Like it's it's
3: well, they they talk about that in Master and Apprentice actually, yeah. and they're yeah. like, and I think Rail Um Avaros is talking to Qui He's like, "Is that what you want?" He's like it, you know if there's a balance it means there would be just as much darkness for all the light and I mean he's looking around at a Jedi yeah. order filled with thousands of Jedi right Yeah yeah and it's like wow do you want that many like dark side users like it's mm-hmm. in it, that that's really a a wise view of this like I I mean do we really want the the future to be like you know just ton- I mean I guess it would be a lot more fun to have a ton of you know Sith and and Jedi like constantly going at each other but is that what's most healthy for the you know for the order. I mean, but was it, I don't know. Was it you grant? It must've been that said, um, you know, balance is what a Jedi is like a Jedi just, you know, uses, you know, focuses on the light, Mm -hmm. follows light because they, they want to, but you know, there's always the dark, the balance of the darkness.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think balance is is meant to be an endless mystery. And I think it's a flux. I don't think that you can ever have balance for a long period of time. I think that it will, it will always be in flux. I think there will always be the the ebb and flow of light and dark. I mean, Luke yeah. goes into this in the Last Jedi. He kind of redefines the Force for all a new whole new fan base, and uh, explains that it's you know it's life and death. It's everywhere. It's all around us. Yeah. So we're we're constantly in that that river that flow.
0: And not to get too sci fi, but balance is actually not a very natural thing. Right. <laughs> because think about like like uh, entropy, right? Like. You know there's not balance in the universe. The universe mm-hmm. is, is 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 slowly going through heat death over time, yeah. right? Like, I mean, granted that it, then it reforms, there's Big Bang again, and it's just this yo-yo back and forth over and over and over again, which I guess is a form of balance. But I think that's kind of what you're getting at, Grant, is like, mm-hmm. does balance mean a balance in any specific moment of time? Or does balance mean over the long haul, everything balances out? I don't know.
3: Isn't there the, the yeah. law of conservation of energy, though, too?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, well, for so me, that's for me, I think it pertains
2: balance. to the like incarnate of the 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 force itself. Like, I think right. like the chosen one. If the chosen one is able to find balance, then there will be balance. I think that's kind of what I'm keying into. Right. Um, not so much oh. just the universe itself. It's more of just the chosen one, and if they can find balance in their their mind and soul, that's kind of like. Yeah, I, I think Ray is dealing with that in this new trilogy. I think she's she's actually finding a middle ground. And it's really that's... fun to watch.
0: That's well, exactly what's going on right because cuz I think we just keep obsessing over the fact that we have we have we have opposite sides light and dark but it says nothing about in that in that it says it says balance in the force it doesn't say balance in the light side and dark side right yeah right and so i I like that grant that it's an internal balance or something like that i don't
3: know yeah i mean actually and this is one thing that um last jedi did really well and and we can think about the emblem the ancient emblem that's in acto like everything that happens there is about balance Mm -hmm. right and it's this is the lesson she's learning but there's the yin yang like on the floor of that like meditation room and like that's that's what balance is it's it also one shows balance.
2: one character sitting in that yin yang it doesn't show two characters it shows only one character
3: meditating right. there it's within brain, every brain. one person has both inside them which is yeah. a good way for them to go because that's what life is right
1: yeah, yeah. right
3: <coughs> oh, all right cool well, shall we move on Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, you guys have next do you have two more i only have one more have i, have, I two have two more, more. All, all right two. i'm fascinated all right let's do it i'm excited this is
2: my favorite well, this is my favorite one guys yeah, this is a big one.
0: It might this be is... mine too, but I don't know which one are you gonna read. Let's see. <laughs> the,
2: this is he who learns yeah. to conquer death will through his greatest student live again.
0: <laughs> oh, my lord! <laughs> Children of be Vader, anything. This could mean anything. This could mean Emperor Vader. This could mean Luke Ray. This could mean Snoke Ray, uh, Snake Snoke Kylo. This could be we could get physical Hayden in this next movie. Physical yeah. Hayden.
1: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> I'm <laughs> no, I'm just joking. A- <laughs> but um I do think oh. it could it could
3: pretend Oh cuz to... what it was like Vader clone is that what you're thinking?
2: Anakin could Yeah, I'm thinking well Palpatine's back. We know that, right? And so he's the one who's going to do life manipulation and whatever the dark transfer into his student and his student was Vader, right? But he doesn't have Vader. So he either has to clone Vader or use his grandchildren, you know. Like they're they're still Right, a, a, the bloodline of his student. so it kind of makes sense in the prophecy. But, but that—that's reading it. That's reading it as if it pertains to the sequel trilogy. So I don't want to be—I don't right. want to do that. But
3: yeah, I mean, it could be—it could be Plagueis. It
1: right? could be. I'd say, he,
3: yeah. yeah, he learns to conquer death through um, his greatest student. You know, like maybe Plagueis does live. You know, like he killed him, and like he learned it, or like, or it was just like while they were messing around together, actually because they created life together so maybe that was sort of you know how he learns to conquer death is like they Mm -hmm. if they created life that's your first step to conquering death um yeah well it always
2: seemed it always seemed like snoke was trying to uh trying to guide uh kylo to be as much like vader as possible and be the next vader you know the new vader i even think he says the last jedi as if like it's going to be the vessel for Palpatine, or something like. It's just like if you really key into like his attitude and and why it's of the utmost importance. It seems like it's not just to rule the galaxy and be this this figure of strength and power, but also maybe to be a vessel for this dark transfer, you know, of Palpatine, who we know is now in nine. So it's crazy, yeah.
1: right? Yeah.
3: Um, this could be a metaphor too, right? It's like you always. learn to live again by like understand. You know, your through your greatest student teaches you the uh teaches you the force you okay right
2: no no i'm very much okay i'm just i'm just going into deep deep theory mode
3: yeah Um, i just heard some heavy breathing i was Well, this
2: could go this could pertain to the good guys as well we're not thinking about that you know right right
3: i mean like does you know luke and you know through his greatest student could be like i don't know Ray or something like he's like you know what i'm gonna you know i'm gonna live again because she maybe she is his greatest student and and teaches him you know, I, yeah. hey, I I, I got to put myself back in this fight,
0: uh, or or Yoda and uh Qui Gon because Qui Gon teaches Yoda how to come back to through the Force. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So like, <laughs> so great. This can mean anyone.
3: <laughs> yeah. You know what struck me there? The note that I wrote was that like I think we see Dooku reading this, mm-hmm. and it was kind of heart wrenching because I think maybe what what pushed him over to do to go to the dark side is that like I think he thought it was like I think he thought he would be Palpatine's greatest student and like that he was like you know what I have to do this because this is gonna you know uh-huh. I thought that, that Dooku thought that would be him
1: yeah
0: and he also tries to get rail to come over to his side at the end of the novel yeah. right which is, yeah, might that, be that's his... what definitely and pertains. he it might have been his greatest student right so he thought maybe it pertained to him that he could figure out life eternal life with his greatest student
2: well, yeah that's definitely the, that definitely pertains to the end scene of Master and Apprentice for sure when yeah. Dooku context. Context rail, yeah. but is it this... could also be Obi Wan and Vader. I mean, it could be oh, when yeah. Vader cuts down Obi Wan, and he says, "You know, strike me down, and I'll become more powerful than you could possibly imagine." Oh, For his greatest yeah, student yeah, yeah. maybe live yeah. again. I don't know. With a as yeah. yep. as a new character with a new identity,
3: that literally yeah. works perfectly. Yeah, <laughs>
0: no, absolutely. Like that's. I think this is why it's my favorite because no matter what happens in nine, Claudia Gray can be like, "Yeah, see, told you it's this, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anything works." Um, yeah, you know, not to burst anyone's bubble, and this is kind of related. Did you all hear the news about uh, the laugh in the trailer? Um,
2: yeah, it's a it's pre-recorded. It it's was pre-recorded. Uh, it was it was from, from the OT, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. It's just interesting. Which, yeah. I mean, it's just interesting that like I Amy mean, like, I don't know where they got that. I didn't do a new recording.
3: <laughs> oh, he did. He said that. That's yeah. Funny. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, I mean, it sounded old good. to me too. So did, I mean, too. I
0: assumed it was. Yeah,
3: I hope it's all a big red herring
0: yeah that'd be amazing people would be so mad
3: well i mean i think we're going to see like he should be one of those droids you know like it'll be that thing again and you know cuz and then it'll be inside knowledge for all the people that actually played um, battlefront 2 and read um and, and read the uh christy golden book um mm-hmm. uh yeah the battlefront 2 book right uh, well yeah.
2: Don't like forget it. about Tales of the Jedi, guys. There's a lot of lore in those books, those comics, that could definitely come back. And I've, they've borrowed a lot from those comics in the sequel trilogy. Like, there's a Jedi with Ray's hairdo. There's, like, Exar Kun looks into a mirror like Ray does on ahch mm-hmm. Like, there is dialogue lifted from those books. And there's a Sith who's able to stay alive by, with, with just his decapitated head in, like, a glass jar, basically.
1: <laughs> and like that,
2: I don't, it just by dark energy he's able to he's able to stay alive and preserve his life but he's just uh, ahead
3: that makes the so, mall thing seem kind of realistic then
2: sure well, yeah i guess it does
3: yeah um that actually precedent yeah grant you and i talked about this you yeah you were turning me on to these and i've actually started trying to find them i can get them on amazon i'm trying to figure it out but it might be fun to actually dip our toes into uh expanded universe and check out those um tales for, uh, yeah
2: there's some really like fun lore things in this in these books but, and especially just that the way to preserve life just just by being simply a head like that's crazy like someone could have excavated palpatine's body and yeah. you know, just exhumed his head and right then that's, just through dark energy
0: the head is still alive or yeah. something and yeah. then no one would ever sleep again yeah Grant, do they have Grant, do they have that in the marvel like the epic collection like the giant book collecting of it or not
2: yet yeah i think it no because i think it was like strictly dark horse no but i, they, I don't know if yeah, so they bought,
0: know. they bought, or they got the rights to all those Dark Horses, so they're doing collected volumes. So. Okay, cool. Yeah,
2: yeah. I have a collected volume. I have the Sith War. It's a collected volume, but I think I bought it back when it was Dark Horse. So I, yeah. did, I don't know, after the acquisition, how that's being handled. What are we talking about? about? Tales of the Jedi? Is, is that, with, that what it is? Tales of the Jedi, yeah.
3: Let's talk all about right. this offline, but I, I yeah, think yeah, it I'll talk about this will be online. an upcoming segment. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I just
2: want to mention the head being preserved. I just that's I feel okay. like that maybe yeah. might play. Interesting. Interesting. Um, uh, you want to go to the next uh, prophecy? Line
3: yeah, this the is prophecy. the last one, right? The one I yeah. have
0: never heard before.
3: <laughs> Let's
2: do it. <laughs> uh, when the righteous lose the light, evil once dead shall return.
3: Huh. That, yeah. I have a different one.
2: Oh, you have a different one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's good.
3: Well, yeah, interesting. Let's do okay. this one real quick. Let's do yeah, this one yeah, real yeah.
2: quick. Uh, when the righteous lose the light, evil
3: once dead shall return. When the um, righteous lose the light.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's... I think Oh, that's the evil rise once... That could oh, be the rise of the Sith, Sith or that could yeah, be Palpatine and nine.
2: Yeah, the First
1: yeah. Order.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Like...
2: Luke. Luke. Luke uh, vanishes in the First Order. Right. Rises right. from the ashes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
3: Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It could be the. I mean. The Jedi's opulence and arrogance, and you know, they sort of lost their way, and then the you know the Sith rise. Yep.
2: Yeah. <laughs> cool. Now I'm dying to hear your prophecy maybe i don't
3: know maybe i don't know maybe it's (laughs) the sith would disappear yet appear again is um i don't know it was in it was one of the ones that um qui-gon was sort of rattling off a few Mm -hmm.
1: um
3: and 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 he thought it was darth rend who wrend believed dead but returned to wage war once again like that was one hmm. of ones. I mean, but I, I think that one's actually pretty simple. The Sith did disappear and then appeared again, you know, like yeah. When we saw it, and it's funny hearing them talk about, like, oh, yeah, no one ever died from a lightsaber wound in thousands of years, and then it's like, yeah, he killed someone, you know, Obi Wan Kenobi killed someone with a lightsaber, right? Yeah, um, and his master died from one, um, yep, yeah. Uh, so what a book, man! It's just categorically so fun
1: yeah so
2: fun. fun to finally get some prophecy lore in these kind of novels that we read so that was really
3: cool. yeah, and, yeah. I mean, and a very deliberate nod towards mysticism and like yeah bringing you know connecting this prequel content this great prequel content that i love so much and great prequel characters to the sort of mysticism of the original trilogy which was, was born and i think where it's heading to so um awesome and yeah maybe some hints to nine but we won't know for months
0: we won't. Uh, want to look ahead for a minute and reading Wrath Tar about what's coming out. Yeah, sure. sure. What else you got? Um, so, in six days, so next Tuesday, uh, Dooku Jedi Lost comes out, which is the audiobook only book. Oh, okay. Uh, comes out, which um, it's, sounds really, really interesting. I don't know if I want to spend $21 on it, which is yeah. annoying me, but it sounds amazing. Like, it's six hours long. It's all about Dooku and asajj and it sounds actually similar to this book like it, 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 they should have sold sold it more as a companion piece to this book um, cuz it goes back and talking about his uh, uh, him as a jedi and him also as a sith kind of back
3: oh, and wow. <laughs> so it's like dark side master and apprentice yeah that's
0: and cool. it's and it's got a full cast of narrators so it's not just one person narrating it's people doing all the different different voices um, in it so and we get some cool. sifo dia stuff in there too it looks like so ooh yeah and then, in terms of real books, or like you know, books on pa- and on, you know, on page words, yeah, mean. the written word, as you would. Uh, we don't have anything until June when we get Alphabet Squadron, so we get a month off. We get Alphabet Squadron in June, Thrawn Treason in July, uh, and Galaxy's Edge: A Crash of Fates uh, in August.
2: Cool. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good lineup. Good future yeah. lineup. I like it.
1: There, cool.
3: yeah. I'm just gonna go and finish up um, Wheel of Time real quick. Yeah. <laughs> awesome all right guys um great job that was um just really fun i've been wanting to talk to you about that for a while hope um you at home listening enjoyed that and enjoyed the book if you haven't read it go read it um even after everything we've said it's such an enjoyable thing like you will love it Mm -hmm. so um awesome um enjoy your week we'll talk to you uh next week And uh, may the Force be with you.
2: This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good
3: night. Remember, the Force will be with you always.